0: Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun.
1: There were so many reasons that people gave me to not open Suzy Cakes. You would have thought I would have been crazy to still keep pursuing it.
0: If you're a creative person, if you're a baker, a dancer, a photographer, a screenwriter, an actor, a comedian, a podcaster, and you want to figure out how to make a living doing what you love, this is the show. This is the show don't keep your day job. My name is Kathy Heller and I'm a singer songwriter. I make a living doing what I love and I want that for you. This is the show that's going to help you do that and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies. This is going to help you figure out how to take your creative passion and turn it into a profit. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is an online learning community with over 15,000 classes in design, business, and more. They're giving you guys a whole month of unlimited access, absolutely free. Just go to Skillshare.com dreamjob to redeem your first free month. Remember, for one free month, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. This episode is also supported by Wistia. Wistia is the video hosting platform with analytics and video marketing tools that power creative communication for over 300,000 businesses. Start your free account today at wistia.com. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I am thrilled. Today we have Susan Sarich here. She is the founder of Susie Cakes Bakery. They have 19 amazing bakeries, some in California, some in Texas. She started about 10, 11 years ago. I cannot wait to hear her story because... Her cupcakes are the best. They're so delicious. They're so rich. They're so creamy. They're so light and fluffy and delicious. It's so inspiring to see somebody who has a dream and then now 19 stores. So happy she has agreed to be with us and she will be here soon. Before we get into that, I want to tell you guys a couple things. First of all, if you went to nodayjobs.com and you submitted because you want to be on the show, I got to tell you, A few things. Number one, uh, my producers and I, Emma Kikuchi and Tim Street, we have just been blown away by what you guys are submitting, uh, the stories that you're telling. Uh, We have people who do all kinds of things, and it's just so encouraging to see people in the world who still have dreams who really want to make things happen and the fact that you guys are listening to the show week after week and you're committed and you're telling me how this is making a difference in your life I cannot begin to tell you what that does for me personally it's so fulfilling it's so rewarding it makes me only want to do this podcast um, I eat sleep and dream it and it's just so cool so what I want to tell you is we are going through those submissions uh, we're gonna have an answer for you soon so hold tight for a couple of weeks we're gonna pick several people and if you don't get selected this time uh stay in it like we always talk about polite persistence because we will do this again and believe me your stories did not go unnoticed we read everything we're trying to figure out um what makes the most sense and we will let everybody know um who has been chosen in a few weeks if you don't hear from us uh then i want to say that it didn't go unnoticed i loved reading your stories i took everything in i take everything to heart i see what you're doing and i find it so so inspiring um to see these stories I want you to remember something. If you have a dream, you better hold on tight to it. You better take it to the ends of the earth because no one is going to fight for you as much as you will. And no one's going to wake up with with as much enthusiasm or commitment to you as you. So if you're not the one who has that to the nth degree, then no one else is going to have that. And I want you to hold tight to it. You know, if you have a dream, don't let it go. It's there for a reason. Don't let that whisper just sort of fall off into the distance. Get, bring it closer and turn up the volume on it and, and let it speak to you and let it urge you you to get out of your own way and do something. This is life or death. The stakes are really high. We don't have an unlimited time on this planet, and you deserve to be happy. And your your soul already knows what you want to be doing. You deserve it, and the world needs it. And I love that we have people on the show who do all kinds of things. And the simplicity of them getting to do what they love has affected so much good all around them. Whether it's Brian Januski who's doing ceramics, or Greg mandel who has a bakery, or uh, Bobby Brown who's going to be on next week and has created such a different world for women um, with all her books and with her makeup line, I just think that it really, it really is so crucial and critical that you hold on so tight to that dream and don't let people tell you that it's not going to happen. Don't let people project their own fears onto you. So many times people are going to tell you it'll never happen or you should just give up or it's going to be such a waste of time and you should do something practical so many people in their own lives have settled. And so they see you doing something and it's so threatening to them. Um, But I want you to hold on tight and I hope that you're learning strategies. I hope that you're learning things that really matter here. You know, one of the things I love that's been said on this show, Rebecca Schweiger said it in her episode a few weeks ago. She's the visual artist who has a book out and she has the number one art studio in New York City. And she said, she acted like she had the number one art school in New York City before she even had it. And I feel like one of the things to remember is how possible everything is. And one of the things to remember is how much gratitude you have for where you really are. And the fact that you even know what you love to do is such a blessing. When we just start doing things and we have gratitude and we act as if it's already happening, it's already possible. I know for myself, when I started out, I used to feel like it was so close. I used to feel like it was any day now I was gonna be able to, you know, see a check in the mailbox for a hundred thousand dollars and it was gonna be written, you know, to me for for, for a song that I wrote. And I remember hearing Jim Carrey talk about that on Oprah. It's a famous story, how he wrote himself a check for ten million dollars for acting services rendered. And just, you know, he's he's he put the date on it for like a few years in the future. And sure enough, that year that he had written on the on the check, it was the year that he was given a check for ten million dollars. And It's something where you have to believe it. You have to drink that Kool-Aid. You have to be the one more than anyone who trusts, who believes in what's possible. If you feel drawn to do something, that just cannot be a coincidence. And And what I'm saying to you is you wouldn't have the want to do it. It wouldn't wake you up night after night. It wouldn't call to you in so many different instances if you weren't meant to do that thing. Because if that was the case, then everybody would think the same exact things, but everybody's here for a different reason. So I want you, at the very least, my whole mission here is that I want you to be you. You know, At the end of your days, you wanna look back. You wanna be able to hit your head on that pillow night after night when you're in your 80s and look back and say, I loved it, I did it, it was amazing, it was awesome. You don't wanna look back and say, I wish I had, because nothing is more practical than spending the time you have in the way you wanna spend it. This is it, the time is now. These are the moments that we've lived for. These are the moments where we can dream things and we can do things and we can take action. So use your time. Do what you love, and as you do it, you will become happier and happier. You know, your only competition is you. Every day when you wake up and you look in the mirror, the person you're competing against is you. Can you do a little bit more today? Can you believe a little bit more today in what's possible? Can you have a little more courage today? And as you continue to walk forward and do a little bit more day after day, you're gonna be amazed at the magic that you're gonna create. Okay, last couple things. Um, thank you guys for continuing to tell your friends about our show. This is a grassroots effort. Please continue to put this out there. It allows me to have wings and allows me to create a really beautiful, engaged a community of people who are busy making the world prettier and making the world more beautiful and doing what they love in this world. So please continue to tell your friends about it. Um, Also, I will be speaking at Podcast Movement, which is an amazing event. If you love podcasting um, and you want to hear speakers or if you're interested in starting your own podcast, Podcast Movement is in August in Anaheim and I will be speaking there and I'm super excited about that. So that's something you might want to have on your radar. Um, Alrighty, well, I'm really excited. I've talked about this before. I've been dropping hints about this. I've been busy thinking about the best way to do this. I have decided to launch a fully interactive mentorship program. That's right. Here's what I've decided to do. So I've been getting all of your emails and I've been reading All these beautiful dreams that you guys have, and how much you guys want to accomplish things, and it's really affected me in such a positive way, and it makes me want to support you more. It makes me want to be more in your life, to be able to talk to you directly, to be able to see your face on a on an ongoing basis and really help you implement what you're learning on this show. It's one thing to be inspired, but then sometimes we might write down a bunch of things, or we might hear some takeaways, or a light bulb goes off, but we still are not sure how to implement that, or we're we're taking some steps, but we need to know where to focus our energy and sometimes it can feel so overwhelming and you can also feel alone and you're a little bit you know unsure of how to direct your efforts so here's what i'm gonna do i'm offering a 12 month mentorship program what this means is that yes you're gonna learn some stuff yes there's course material but really what it is is that month after month on a regular basis uh, for the next 12 months, you're going to get to meet with me. We're going to talk. We're going to talk over video chat. We're going to talk over Facebook Live. We're going to talk um, in many different ways. And I'm going to get to see what you're up to. And I'm going to get to hear what your challenges are and what your goals are. And then we're going to talk about what are some of the key elements that really are going to get your results. And then we're going to brainstorm together specifically for you and your career and your business dream what's the best way for you to implement what we're talking about to your life? What's the best way for you to incorporate those ideas and the successful strategies that have worked for guests on our show? How can we brainstorm and career strategize what you specifically want to do so that month after month, I can be there not only to keep you accountable and to Point you in the right direction, but I can literally talk to you month after month and help you move this forward so that a year from now, you really start to see some momentum and you're in a very different place. I am so excited about this, mostly because I want the opportunity to get to know you. I've fallen in love with this community and I want to spend more time with you. You know, I get all these emails and it's almost impossible to respond to everybody. And even if I would respond to everyone, I feel like you guys deserve more of a response. I don't just want to send you three to five lines or even two paragraphs paragraphs. I want to be able to kind of be there and be by your side and hold your hand through the process and keep giving you feedback and keep cheering you on because I'm so so sure that what it is that you want to contribute to the world is so important, not just because the world is going to benefit from the color and the wonder and all the things you're going to put in the world, but because I want you to be the happiest, most fulfilled version of you and I know that when you're busy doing those things that make you happy, then the world is going to be a happier place and you're going to inspire people around you and that's that's enough of a reason for me. If you're going to be a happier you, I want Help you start to be able to do this stuff and start to see some headway and start to make some sales and start to get things off the ground and get things moving. So If you want to be part of this mentorship program here's what's happening it is going to be um, open for enrollment until my birthday my birthday is june 19th and so i figured that's a good time to open it up until and then the the mentorship program will officially start right after that so if you want to get in uh, you have from now until june 19th you can get in and you can enroll for this program by going to dreamjobmap.com that's d-r-e-a-m j-o-b-m-a-p.com dream job map go to dream job map.com if you want to um, hear me talk about this course in a little more detail this mentorship program in a little more detail go to our don't keep your day job facebook page i came on there and did a facebook live the other day and i talked about why i'm starting this and what this is about and in general i show i try to show up on that facebook page as much as i can so you should come to the facebook page and tell us what you guys are doing but i'm trying to create every possible resource so that i can connect with you so i can be there to to support you and to really help you see this through. This is not just smoke and mirrors. I'm not just talking for the sake of talking. This is not just a pep talk. This is not a pump up. What I want is for you to have actual results. I want this to literally be life changing. I want you to have an idea of what you want to do. And then I want you to see it actually come to life. That's the point. And it is possible and life can be amazing. It's just about what we decide is possible and how much action we take and the kinds of action and the kinds of steps and making sure that the strategies and the resources and the ways that we're using our time is really maximizing our effort and i think also the group um, community element will also be fantastic because you'll be around people who are really committed and driven and you guys will be also there to give each other feedback to brainstorm to collaborate and to help one another um, to brainstorm these ideas as you move through it it can feel so lonely i also think it can be so confusing when really so many of us have already figured out some of the answers that everyone else needs so let's share those things so go to dream job map and join us i cannot Wait. Okay, so before we jump in, I want to thank Skillshare for supporting this podcast. Skillshare is an online learning community with over 15,000 classes in design, business, and more. And guess what? Skillshare is giving all of you a month of unlimited access absolutely free. It's free. So just go to Skillshare.com slash dream job to redeem your free month. You know how I always tell you to be resourceful? Well, this is a perfect example of how you can be resourceful. You guys, if you want to start your own Etsy shop or if you want to be working on any kind of crafting or designing or any kind of business, take a class, get some knowledge. You know, that's a great way to take the first step. On Skillshare, you can learn everything from logo design to social media marketing, mobile photography, lots and lots of stuff. Classes are perfect for professional or freelancers looking to brand themselves, grow their business or learn new skills. You can get unlimited access to all of this for a low monthly price, never pay per class again just remember you get one month free go to skillshare.com dream job so i also want to say a big thank you to wistia for supporting our show wistia is the video hosting platform with analytics and video marketing tools that power creative communication for more than three hundred thousand businesses It's so easy to use companies like Cirque du Soleil and Squarespace and Starbucks have all been using Wistia. Go check it out. Start your free account at wistia.com with your free account. You'll get three video uploads, advanced video analytics and all the features and integrations that were built with businesses in mind. It's easy to get started with Wistia today. Try it for free at wistia.com. And now without further ado, I'm so excited to hear Susan's story and let's jump in and find out how Susie Cakes has become the amazing brand that it is. Okay. So, Take me back to where this started. When you were a kid, did you have a love of baking? Like, where does this begin? This
1: story begins in Chicago with both of my grandmothers, and their names were Mildred and Madeline, and they lived across the alleyway from each other. And I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time at both of their homes when I was a little girl. And I would come home from school, and there would be this amazing – baked something when I got there, whether it was a pound cake or apple pie or sugar cookies, and that was sort of our time to connect and talk about my day. So the baking was already done by the time I got home, but this love of baked good came from this connection that I felt um, to my grandmother's uh, while we were enjoying it.
0: That's so sweet. So both of your grandmothers lived like within walking distance of you? Yes. Yes. Literally. Like they lived in,
1: in two homes,
0: 50 yards away from each other. Oh my God. That Very is lucky. so sweet. Tell us one thing about both of your grandmothers that you just thought was so special. Oh, I love that question. Um,
1: Cause they're such great ladies. They both were really, really strong women um, and had conviction around, helping others, and being the best person that they could be. And they both instilled values in me that absolutely are still with me today. And really, the bakery is a tribute to both of them. They called me Susie when I was a little girl. And the bakery is really a tribute to those women and women of that generation um, who were so giving to others and worked really hard.
0: Wow. So special. So, okay. So you're going to grandma's house and you're getting to have like after school chats and enjoying their pound cake. And then what happens next? Like for you, were you doing creative stuff as a kid that you were loving? Yes.
1: I think as a, as a young child, I found my passion around um, what I would say is the hospitality piece. You know, we, we didn't have a lot of money, but we we did go on vacations and, to the holiday at St. Wisconsin. And I would save the shampoo and the soaps. And then when my girlfriends came over for sleepovers, I'd make an amenity basket for them. So I started doing things <laughs> so um, like that at a young age, um, you know, with really out any direction. So it really was coming um from within and then my cousin and i would write you know restaurant reviews and again it would be about mcdonald's and the pancakes at mcdonald's but <laughs> we'd write a review and we talk about the cleanliness and the parking lot and i mean and this is yeah this is definitely grade school and so i knew oh or at least i felt at a young age that there was um you know a calling around something in the hospitality food business i didn't know exactly what it was but it, there definitely was something in my heart for that
0: so now you go to Now you're in high school, and what do you think you want to do when you grow up? And I knew I was still in that
1: vein of hospitality, and I was fortunate enough to apply and get accepted to Cornell University, which has a really wonderful hotel and restaurant management.
0: I mean, going to Cornell and being a part of that program, you you had to really want that. Why, Why did you want that? Why did you want to do hospitality?
1: Because it's what I enjoyed. It was truly what I enjoyed and and never felt like it was work or an effort.
0: Came very
1: naturally to me.
0: What happened next when you graduated? What happened so, this Yeah, so when I
1: graduated my intent was to work for some of the best in class companies. I did not have any idea I wanted to open a bakery. I had in my mind at some point I wanted to do something on my own, but I, I really had no idea what that was. And so my intent, you know, with the careers I chose and the employers I chose was to work for the best in class and learn everything I possibly can. So I went back to Chicago after college and worked for Hyatt Hotels, which is based in Chicago. And, um, Started my career, my first job, which I'm so proud of, was an assistant restaurant manager oh in the in the restaurant. You know, and I got all the shifts so that were like, oh, you'll be working Sunday brunch at 5 a.m. Oh, um, and I, after you close the night before and leave at 2 a.m. Um, but it was it was really exciting for me to be actually getting a paycheck for doing something i really enjoyed. And I you know, worked the hostess stand, and I was put in the banquet department and room service, and, and just got a really wide variety of experience in the whole food and beverage sector around the hotel world. Um, and after a few years of working um, for Hyatt, I took a position at House of Blues. Then I swung the pendulum all the way and went to work for um, a restaurant company called Lettuce Entertain You in Chicago. So I went from this nightclub atmosphere to this atmosphere of having a wine list of two thousand wines. Oh my and god. Learning about, you know, the place settings of, you know, where do the sixteen forks go? What do you use them oh for? My god. Um, but it was like it was really again trying always to round out my experience um, and make sure that I was that was covering all the different
0: yeah, you went from, like, boots and beers to, like, the, the highest etiquette. <laughs> totally. Completely. So, totally, totally. so then what happened? So then um, I
1: worked for um, Ian Traeger Hotels at the Cliff Hotel in San Francisco. And I had moved at that time more into sales and catering. Uh, so I was able to get exposure to marketing, corporate corporate business, and, and things of that nature through my mm-hmm. time at Ian Traeger.
0: And around
1: that time, you know, through all these this different elements of these careers in my 20s and early 30s is when I started thinking about there has got to be a business model um, in food service, in hospitality, that allows people, women especially, to have careers in food service without giving up other aspects of their life. Because what I found for me was that I was working... Really late nights, weekends, holidays, and I wasn't, you know, because that's when all these, these uh, places are open. Um, but I wasn't really having time to start a family or, you know, at least alone have a date on a Friday night, you know, right. or even see my friends. So I, I started thinking about that's where I think the seed, you know, was planted early on when I started seeing a lot of women leave the business because it really was hard to have. Um, a work-life balance or you know a family and a lot lot of women started leaving in their 30s and that's when i said i really want to create a business model that allows women um, and and men to have progressive careers in food service um, but that doesn't require working this 24 7. there were a lot of things that i felt i was missing on and i loved my job so much so i knew that i didn't want to leave the industry And I think, you know, one point that did happen, you know, I just just saw a lot of, you know, really great, smart people leave the industry who were passionate about it. And I thought that was unfortunate. And that was what kind of sparked this, I've got to do something different, and I know there's another way around that. Okay, wow. Yeah. And around that same time, um, you know, both of uh, my grandmothers had passed, and I inherited all their um, three-by-five, handwritten recipes. So I had this, this like, well, these these little tin boxes, you know, um, of these cards, and I moved a lot through my career, and every time I like opened the box, I said, I just gotta do something with these recipes because they're too good not to do something with them, and it was really this wanting to honor my grandmothers and really bring really great baked goods to the marketplace, combined with this business model of wanting to have. Um, you know, in an environment that allows people to flourish in their career without having to work.
0: So what did you do next? I mean, that sounds like a big risk to go from Cornell and then lots of very steady jobs to kind of going out on your own. What it, What was the yeah. next step? Well, I, I put together, my next
1: step was to put together um, a really thorough business plan. And this is something that a lot of people neglect like to do. And I always tell folks who ask me, oh, what should I do first when I have this great idea? To so really put together a business plan that incorporates the financials of this, because I think a lot of people underestimate about how much working capital is really needed when you're first starting out your business until you start turning a profit. Um, it can be months, it can be years. So you really want to make sure that you're planning for that and doing the best estimates that you can. And I think that's one of the best things I did was really put together a financial model around what I thought, you know, would cost to get into the business what it would cost to run the business.
0: I mean, if that feels overwhelming, what do you feel like is a a couple simple questions that they should at least ask themselves uh, to give themselves some data or some information that's um, maybe the the crux of that?
1: Yeah, I think they should ask, do I know enough about this industry I'm about to get into? Because a lot of entrepreneurs are doing a career switch or job switch, um, and they may be an accountant and going into photography or whatever it is, but that... They haven't had exposure to that industry to know it well enough. So t- working in the industry, talking to people, I mean, i talked to a ton of people in the bakery industry even before I was in it. I didn't have expertise in that arena per se, right? I knew a lot about a lot of other things in food and beverage, but not necessarily in in commercial baking. So mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of people to gather as much data as I could, ask them about pitfalls. So I think gathering that information piece talking to people. I mean, it sounds very simplistic, but you learn a lot.
0: Now, when you were starting, did you have in your mind's eye what it eventually has become? I mean, it has has become the most talked about thing in LA. Like, everybody loves it. There's multiple shops. There's multiple shops in other cities. Did you envision that then, or was it just one day at a time? My
1: plan was, that is a great question, my plan always from the get-go was to create something that could be a national brand in the household name. So my vision was to bring Suzy Cakes, to bring all these great baked goods that I had grown up with to as many people as I possibly could because I thought it was something that was really lacking and people Frankly, people didn't know what a really good baked product tasted like made with butterflour, sugar, and eggs because at the time when I founded Suzy Cakes, a lot of people were getting their baked goods at the grocery stores um, made with not so great
0: stuff. Oh my gosh! Three things. One is I want to talk about this for one second because I ask people sometimes, "What's your why? Why do you want to do it?" Because the why yeah. is is clearly something that's connected to your sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And for you, the fact that you wanted to bring your grandma, your both your grandmother's recipes to the world, was probably gave you such a sense of like emotional um, attachment to this idea. You know, um, put purpose behind it. Huge emotional attachment. Huge. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful request of the world. More so that the
1: baked goods bring people together, right? It's a very old fashioned concept. But when you have a cake, everybody is together celebrating something really great. Yeah, that's so sweet. More than just a birthday, you know, whether it's a graduation or going away party or coming home, it's people getting together to celebrate One of life's milestones and things are so tough these days and Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't seem like there's much to celebrate. And so taking those moments um, to really be together. And I always say, you know, one of the times when everybody puts down their cell phones besides to take a picture, it's like you're singing happy birthday. You're right. You're really in the moment with that person.
0: What I love about this also is that those cakes, those days after school, like this was synonymous with with like unconditional love and and you facilitating those kinds of experience for people where they come together and and that that kind of happens around cake in a way it really That's does. Right. That's right. So what year was it when you were starting the first Susie Cakes? It what, was what uh,
1: the 2006 is when they opened the first bakery. In- Los Angeles, in the Brentwood neighborhood, and I knew, I had this vision for a national brand, I knew the importance of finding the best location for the first, for the first one was critical to the long-term success, so I looked at, I, I looked almost for about a year for the right real estate, because for me it had to be in a community where the neighborhood was connected. There were strollers and kids and families and dogs yes, and yes. baseball teams and all of this because it was just like Americana, um, back-to-basics, old-fashioned bakery. So it needed to be exactly the right place, and it lived a really long time, and I, and I do attribute a lot of the success or even the, the company having the longevity that it did or getting past one bakery because I took time to find the right real estate.
0: 100%. Wow. That's fascinating. Now we talked before about Chicago. Do you live in LA? When did you make that switch to LA? Yeah. Yeah. I had been out of Chicago for quite some time. I started, I started moving
1: around really on the diet after that okay. first job in Chicago.
0: Okay. Got it. Okay. So then you opened the store in Brentwood. What was that like? What was that like getting it open? What was it like the first day it opened? What were you feeling and what were the sort of hurdles and challenges of all yeah. that?
1: The biggest you know, the biggest challenge after I developed this business plan was pitching it to uh, bankers and folks and trying to get funding. And oh, interesting. Uh, this is absolutely uh, the biggest hurdle because everyone, and I and I do mean everybody, said that Susie Cakes was a bad idea, that baking was a You're hobby. You're joking. No, you've gotta be joking. No, no, hobby. baking's a hobby, it's not a business. Um People in California don't eat cake. Everybody's what? skinny here. I mean, there was, there was so many reasons that people gave me to not open Susie Cakes. You would have thought I would have been crazy to still keep pursuing oh, because and it. Because ha- it was everybody. And I, I couldn't get funny. I couldn't get any money, uh, loans from a bank, um, anything, because nobody believed in the idea. How
0: many, how many banks did you go to that said that? Uh, 22. What? Are you, this is amazing this is, the, this is the best part of the story that's crazy big ones, little
1: ones um, Tried to get an SBA loan I mean, you name it, I, I tried to get it and I was just continually shut down and I ended up having to cobble together money from really friends and family and anybody who, you know, believed okay, maybe I'll give her a chance um, so it was just a bunch of small investors um, oh my God who helped me start it so this, this really- I mean
0: <laughs> like anybody else after two banks would have said clearly I'm crazy and yeah. you kept going why were you able to keep going and did you have many times in between where you thought you were gonna give up there were there were I would
1: I would uh, there were absolutely moments of doubt along the path and I would say that making sure you surround yourself, with enough people, and that could be one part, it could be your mother, your dad, meet with my, my parents, um, and then my partner. And he is just my rock in this world. And no matter how nutty everybody else thought this was, I had those three people who said, you have to do this. You just need to do it. Oh my you God, this. Susan, this is You to have somebody who supports you and, and tells you it's okay, because it, it gets hard.
0: I mean, to go to 22 banks and to be told no, 22 that's exhausting. And so, okay. So you cobble together the money, you open the store in Brentwood for those people who are not in LA Brentwood is like one of the most beautiful upscale, nice places. Um, that's not easy to open a store there. So you open it. What happens? So I open it and I knew
1: that my objective would be to get the baked goods to as many people as I possibly could. And for me, that meant donating heavily to every single local school group girl scout group church synagogue you name it i would donate or or be the dessert sponsor for their events um, because it was important for me to also connect and give back to the community that we were part of that's a big part of our culture wow and i knew that once people started eating it they go wow where is this cake from? Where is this lemon square from? Where are these chocolate cookies from? Uh, that's and exactly that, what
0: happens whenever yeah, someone yeah. has the cake from Susie Cakes. That's what happens at every. I have three kids, so everyone goes. Yeah. Where's this from? Every time. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I knew that I had to do that. It started
1: in the heavily. and there was a lot of, I mean, there were days when I would stand out on the on the street, and I wish I had pictures of these, but I don't. but just in my memory. Um, you know, with the tray of samples as people walk by, and you know, there's a ton of traffic on Santa Sunday at rush hour. So would oh go, yeah. Up, go up to the cars and yeah. ask a thousand people in the cars, um, and people were probably thinking, "Who's this? You know, crazy girl coming up to my car trying to give me a cupcake? Um, right. And um, but that was really my objective, and you know, we weren't, you know, wasn't crazy busy out, out of the gate, but I knew that the business was going to be a slow, um, a slow growth because people don't eat a cake every single day, but That's they need cakes when they need the a cake. So. Um, A little after time, you know, we started. You know, word on the street started getting around. And how
0: long did that take? I would say it took. I'd say the first year was
1: was a growth year of getting of getting the word out. We weren't like an overnight sensation. There weren't lines out the door from day one by any stretch. It was it was a slow. um, You know, it was a slow build, and it was for me. It was about building relationships with people, and you know, our our mission. Susie Cakes is connecting through celebration. And so oh. at every at every opportunity we had to do that, that's what I was looking to do.
0: Well what happened next? When did the first the next store open? So pretty soon, you know, I would
1: say probably about nine months in, that's when
0: people, you know, um, Started saying, Oh,
1: you should really open up. You know, we're, we're driving all the way from Malibu and if you should do something in Calabasas. And people started telling me where the second and third season Cake should start to be. Which is why I said, Okay, we're on to something. Let's figure out, you know, where it should be, and you know, raising money the second time was a heck of a lot easier because right. then you, you, had, you know it's, it's so funny how you know how, how uh, financial institutions work, but um, you know, once they see something is profitable, then of course it's much easier to raise to raise money. So we then opened up in. Um, Calabasas, and I would say, you know, another another question people always ask me is like, you know, what was, you know, one of the hardest things you did after you got the business open? It was actually harder to go from one to two bakeries than it is now to have 19, because that first jump of me realizing I can't be in front of the store all the time, I cannot be here open to close, I can't talk to everybody, I can't make sure every cake is perfect. I now need to figure out how is this going to be scaled. Right. How do you delegate? Yeah, how do you do that? And so that was probably the biggest pain point for me was to figure out, okay, now I can't be in two places at once. What do I need to do? And that's really where having great people, having great people who understand the culture are are critical to to a growth plan.
0: What do you what do you think are some of the essential things then when you're looking for those people who you feel like you can trust? I mean that yeah. is a huge deal. How did? You, yeah. Yeah. What are the qualities you were looking for? And looking,
1: you know, when we hire people at Susie Cakes and even today, we're looking for um, people who have this genuine connection to our core culture and really understand. Right what we are trying to do. It's not so much about do you have 20 years of baking experience or have you been a restaurant manager before? It's about do you understand what real connection is? Right. And so in interviews, I ask them to tell me stories about when was the last time, you know, you had a great service experience. When was the last right. time, you know, you share a cake with somebody, was fun? you know, to get to the core of what makes them tick. Um, and that's what we hire for. Culture more
0: than anything. Oh, I love that. You looked for genuine enthusiasm in the person. So now you have 19, 19 stores. Mm-hmm. And you're in which states? You're in California? We're where? in California and Texas
1: right now. So we decided to go to Texas um, about two years ago. We started looking around different markets where would be a great place to plant our first Susie cakes outside of. California, and we went to a couple of different markets, but the minute I got to Texas, there was such a warmth for me. And I had actually never spent much time in Texas at all. Um, but the people seemed to have this just natural, genuine friendliness and yeah. Yeah. joy in their So I don't know how else to describe it that yeah. it felt like it was, a, it was, a, it was going to be a great fit for us. Because they like to celebrate, like to celebrate big, right,
0: right. Um,
1: and you know, let's let's try to put our flag in the ground here. And so we opened in, in Dallas last spring. Um, that went really well. That was you know sort of to test the test the waters. And now we're opening. We've opened in Plano. Um, we're opening in Fort Worth, and we're looking at other locations throughout Texas.
0: How do you logistically handle? like in terms of the baking supplies in terms of how do you do that for 19 stores if someone's yes. listening to this they're like how would you actually get those made
1: right well you have you know it's just a uh, standardization of procedures so everything at Suzy Cakes there there is a way to do everything and um uh, we really it's part of our training program which is another key component to scaling and growing is to make sure that you're duplicating the systems. Exactly. What made Brentland successful must still be executed consistently every day at every bakery to assure success.
0: Yeah, because the quality is so delicious still. Like, how how do you not compromise? Are there certain ingredients that you spend more money on than most?
1: That's the thing. I love that question because for us, it's always been about the butter. Like all the ingredients are important, and mm-hmm. that is one thing that we will never skip on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the butter, we just have um, European-style butter, which has a higher um, fat content. And, um, yeah, I can and, taste it's, and it's what really, I think, sets our baked goods apart. It was definitely grassroots. I, we never had the big you know, plug on Oprah's favorite list or anything of that nature. While well, that would be super. And I would still love to give that. Um, it was um, not one thing that kind of propelled us. It really was this back to basics, you know, grow around your community, support your community and, and people will support you.
0: So what do you think for somebody, you know, everybody who's listening has a dream and they want to pursue, what's your advice you, you've, you've done it. I mean, you've literally set out to do something and you exceeded your expectations. So, what have you learned that you feel like you can impart to somebody with a dream like that? You
1: know, I think, you know, the most important thing I share with, with people who have a dream is to really to pursue it to the ends of the earth and don't let naysayers uh, deter you because it would have been really easy for me to have given up and never seen this through sort of to fruition. But for me, I would have rather done it and failed then not done it at all so the fear of failure um, was always there it's always a reality for anybody starting out but I didn't let that take precedence over needing to see this come to life and if it worked it would be incredible if it didn't I would then never have regrets that I didn't do it
0: That's great. I don't think most people get the chance to talk to someone in their life um, who's really fulfilled, who's lived out a dream like you have. And so, what does it feel like? What does it feel like to have to accomplish this?
1: That's a kind of thing to say. I, it's emotional
0: for me because that's so sweet. I feel it's very. You know, it's. You're gonna make me cry. (laughs) No, but it it is. it feels good, but it,
1: it, I've never, even though my name is on the door to Susie Cakes, it's, it's really about, um, my grandmothers and, um, honoring them.
0: So for me, I'm just
1: really proud that I've been able to do that. i just been sad. They weren't able to see it.
0: Where were they from? Where are these recipes originating uh, from? They're, both, you know, they're
1: from, um, Mil- Madeline was, uh, Italian, uh, and Mildred was a mixed bag of Eastern European, Polish, um, Croatian and other, and other mixes, but I think, you know, during that time in the 50s, everybody was trying to be American, right? Yeah. So they did this, you know, chocolate frosting, even though I've got all the recipes for the cannolis and the kolaches, um and,
0: and all of those other
1: great recipes, it was really these, you know, sort of standards.
0: So you've accomplished so much. What could you possibly dream that you want to happen next? Where do you want to go from here? Well, the goal is definitely
1: um, to continue expanding Suzy Cakes across the country. And that, you know, Suzy Cakes becomes synonymous with celebrations. So that whether you're in Florida or New York or Minnesota, when somebody says, I'm celebrating X, Y, or Z, the person they're sitting with says, we've got to go to Susie that Suzy Cakes and Celebration are one and the same, and that it becomes, you know, just a fabric of of our communities.
0: Right. Tell us where you want to direct people to. Do you want to direct people to the website? Do you want to direct people to come out to California? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I what would it? say definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> to the website, uh, which is suzycakes.com. And um, we currently don't ship... Um, our baked goods, but that is something we are working on because we've had many requests for it, and um, would like to try to to get get more cakes out there. Wow! More cakes for all
0: states. How do you manage 19 stores? Like, how do you handle that in your head? Even it, it, does it work? Just it's amazing. <laughs> My God,
1: it's um. It all comes down to people. It's just surrounding myself with great people who I have. In, incredible trust with who we're going to execute and then do what they need to do.
0: Like what's the best piece of advice you ever got? Was there something that one of your mothers yeah. said to you that you feel was like stuck with you throughout your life? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's,
1: it's so simple and it's work hard and be nice to people. And it's actually, um, I have that framed over my desk because it's, um, oh it's gosh. so oh. basic and, it's really, I, I think it's the secret to success. It really is.
0: But obviously if you framed it, you feel like that's not, even though it's simple, it's not something everyone's doing. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. Right. So, so like, just, just like to sum up, like let's just talk about that for one second. What does that actually mean to work hard and be nice to people? Why is that refreshing? Why is that something that stands out?
1: You know, because I think it, it, it boils down to gratitude, being grateful that you have the ability to work, being grateful that you have, you know, people around you that you can connect with. And it just, I think it comes from a place of being grateful for what you have. Um, it's just really a very simple premise.
0: Wow. I'm so happy that you took the time. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. I really appreciated sharing it. Brought, me, brought some memories for me as well. So sweet. Oh my gosh, what a fun story. I'm so glad that um, that we just all got to hear that. Such incredible perseverance and um, so much purpose behind it. So beautiful. Here are some of my takeaways from your story. Number one, before you jump in, ask yourself, do I know enough about this industry? Number two, have a financial model before you start. Number three, surround yourself with people who support you unconditionally. Number four, don't let the naysayers deter you. Number five, don't let the fear of failure take precedence over the need to see your dream come to life. Number six, work hard. Number seven, be nice to people. And number eight, it all comes down to gratitude. Thank you guys so much for listening to Don't Keep Your Day Job. Continue please, to tell your friends about this show because of all of you telling your friends that effort on your part has done everything for us it has made all the difference so don't think that it it doesn't make a difference if you tell one person or you post it on facebook or you post on instagram that you want people to listen to the podcast it helps so much and because of you we are able to reach so many people and inspire people to remember what they want to do next week we have one of my favorites favorites of all time bobby brown is here to talk about how she started one of the best Um, and most prolific makeup lines of all time. Uh, She has a new book coming out. We're going to hear all about her story, how she became who she is, and how she's helped so many women feel beautiful from the inside out. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Until then, if you are interested in that course I mentioned at the beginning, you can go to Dream Job Map. That's D R E A M J O B M A P dreamjobmap.com and find out more about this mentorship program. It is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to get to know you guys better. Um, And this is going to be a way for me to do that. So have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. I want to give a shout out to the amazing team who makes this show possible. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tim Street and producer Emma Kikuchi. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.